we're gonna we're gonna dive right in. So th- there'll probably be um, three parts to this. The first one's not gonna take as long. What I wanted to do is I wanted to dive in because I mean there's so much material. Literally, we could have a podcast probably for years just on him. Um, mm-hmm. But I want to dive into Molly's experience because. You know, we didn't talk about what happened to her, and it was something her mom had no idea about until later. And uh, so, uh, Molly, and I mean, to me, I love Molly. She is so strong, no nonsense, you know. Um, but even as a little girl, she sensed something was wrong. And so, we'll get into that. So, she said that when she first met Bundy, she was three years old. And she remembers the first night they met, that Bundy and Elizabeth met. Um, Now, remember, you know, uh, Elizabeth was drunk. And so Bundy drove her to pick up Molly at the babysitter. And then Molly drove drunk, or Elizabeth drove drunk home with Molly and um, Ted in the car. And so then Ted stayed the night, and she woke up to Bundy cooking breakfast the next morning. And she said from that point on, he became, quote, a fixture in their lives. And Bundy delighted Molly. He'd take her and uh, her mom to the zoo. He'd pretend he was going to feed her to the crocodiles. They'd uh, relax at nearby lakes, and it was always fun at the lake. But she did say that he'd often be moody and she remembers the time that he made her keep swimming behind him, not letting her catch up to the raft. So she remembers that and how scared she was and she cried. And then it triggered a fight between Bundy and Elizabeth. Now being a kid, she probably didn't focus on that much and she probably felt bad for causing them to fight. You know, I would have as a little kid. Uh, but she absolutely loved and adored him. And so she, you know, saw the happy stuff going on. Like one time her cat gave birth to kittens and one was still born. So Bundy quickly picked it up, massaged its chest until the kitten started breathing and saved the, the kitten's life. Amazing. Now I, that probably fed into his ego and his, he was trying to be a family man. Yeah. You know, um, kind of like when he caught this purse snatcher and a little boy, you know, he saved from drowning. But Molly said, Ted brought so much joy into our lives. We felt really lucky that he was our guy. But wow. there was an incident that occurred. And I wondered because of, remember, his youngest uh, victims were 12 years old. And uh, I wondered if he tried to mess with her. And plus a sexual component to his murders. So um, now, supposedly this started before he started killing. But as we'll see in the next after show combo, we're going to dig into the case that I think was actually his first. But she said one night her and Bundy, they were playing hide and seek together. And uh, I guess he was babysitting her. And at this point, she was seven years old. And Molly spotted him under a blue afghan. And when she pulled it away, he was naked. So she said, you're naked, you know, and then she frowned because she's like, what's going on here? So Bundy lamely told her that he took off his clothes so he could be invisible. And Molly was confused, obviously, like any little girl would be. But she also 
you know, didn't want to cause any problems and she was having fun. So like any kid, they both run toward base and I guess she tried to shove him out of the way and he fell down to the shower mat comedically. And then he sat cross-legged and he covered his penis with his two hands. So they continued to laugh and then wrestle. And then Molly thought he was hurt because his penis was reddish purple. Now she didn't know what that meant. She didn't know an erection was or nothing. She, she asked him, are you hurt? And he replied that it didn't hurt. At this point, as a seven-year-old little girl, she noticed a change in his eyes and face. His uh, pupils got tiny like the small point of a pencil, she said. And then she said, quote, that she was seeing something dangerous in his eyes. So I thought that was really interesting that her little, you know, her little her little girl person knew something was going on. So she, she didn't want to play anymore. She said, I'm tired and I want to go to bed. So she thought, you know, let's get some distance here because something's obviously wrong. But he insisted on reading to her. So they both get on her top bunk and he started reading. And she soon noticed the sheet was all wet. And she shouted, you peed. Because she had no idea, you know, what happened. And then he left her room. She was scared and couldn't sleep. And she continued staring at the door, hoping he wouldn't come back. And he didn't. Wow. There's so much there. Yeah. Like, why was she safe? I mean, really? Why didn't he do something? Yeah. I don't know. I'm with his ego, though. I was real surprised he, he killed a child and even did this. Because he thinks he's great and perfect and everyone loves him or should. And then he's a pervert. I would think yeah. that really bother him. Yeah, he, he did not like being called a pervert. Yeah, mm-hmm. he did not. Mm-hmm. And maybe at the time, because I don't know if he molested children. We know he murdered them and then sexually assaulted or he sexually assaulted and murdered. Some people have said he was a serial rapist. He was not. Murder mm-hmm. was his first priority. With rapists, rapists, <clears throat> sometimes they'll kill after. So murder was always what he was going to do. Um, but the sexual perversion component was definitely there. So did he have some minute care for her? Or was he not ready to cross that line? Did he not want to kill her? I don't know. I, I don't know if we'll ever know. Um, but she knew something bad had happened. And something worse had almost happened. You know, he didn't go after people that he had relationships with, though. Mm-mm, he didn't. And so then it's like, okay, you know, like that one guy said, I'm evil, but not 100%. So did he have some semblance of caring for him? Molly doesn't think so. She thinks that he didn't. Uh, I, I wonder, sh- I can't decide. I wonder if he didn't do anything to those that he cared about because they would tie back to him. So it's like a self-preservation thing um, where people would know, okay, if anybody's going to do something, it's going to be him. Mm-hmm. See, I don't he's got some good. So I'm sure. <laughs> I don't know if he had any good. I don't either. Well, because he didn't hurt her. That's well, good. He, he said, I'm the coldest son of a bitch you'll ever meet. And he said, he does not have guilt. He think it thinks it's man-made. So, I don't know. I think he was a the coldest son of a bitch we'll ever meet. And, right. and 
he didn't hurt her because it would have gone back to him. But that's just, you know, we're, we're just never going to know. Uh, now, she didn't tell her mom because she loved Bundy and he was part of their family. She later realized, you know, that penises obviously were not supposed to be erect. Um, but she kept Ted's weird behavior uh, to herself. Now, he'd also, he t- liked to tickle her a lot and he put her, his hands where uh, they shouldn't be. So I wanted to go back to this picture that we looked at during the episodes. And it's the this one right here. So let me share my screen. So see where his hands are? Yep. They're on her chest area. And I remember Elizabeth, like if she wore dresses or like if he would pick her up, his hand would always go to her crotch area. And she noticed Molly would get very uncomfortable. Well, now if, you know, post hide and seek game, I can see how Molly would be really, really uncomfortable. So it's an, it's innate in us that you're not supposed to touch people there. And Mm -hmm. so, um, now, um, both her and her mother believed him when he said he didn't do those things because, you know, mm-hmm. why would Ted hurt me? He loved me. And, and that's what would happen. Now, there were other incidents I didn't know about. Um, and she wonders what his motives were to this day. Like when they would play, she would hit, uh, he would hit her in the face with the football. So like when they were playing football, he would aim for her face and hit her with it. So also... Like they would be maybe going for walks and he would intentionally knock her to the ground and make her fall. So there were definite hurting component. Yeah. Definite pain things he was trying to inflict. She also remembers that Bundy would gaslight her and her mom. Um, So like if they questioned him, like, you know, on maybe the murders or, you know, something he did that was wrong, he would make them think they were wrong. And then he would make them feel bad for acting for questioning him, his motives, and his integrity. So you see definite, you know, abuse things going on there, but very subtle. And she wrote, I had loved Ted with my entire heart, but when forced to accept the truth of who he really was, I could no longer sustain that love. I cannot love a person who enjoys torturing, raping, maiming, and killing women. That was Molly. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, she blamed her mother for any of it because her mother would escape with alcohol. I don't think she never did. She never said anything like that. And she's very protective of her mom. You can tell because remember the letter? Mm -hmm. I found out what was in it. So she had watched how Bundy manipulate her mother for years. So then one day she found a final letter from him to her mom just before he was scheduled to die in the electric chair in 1989. And of course she knew her mom could not see that letter. So she said, quote, it was like this person over thousands of miles had been able to uh, intuit what she would have wanted to hear. And there was no way I was going to let him have that hook into her again. There was no way. So when she found the letter, she opened it and she read it. And she said in it, Bundy claimed to have found God and to be working on his spirituality. She took the letter and she burned it in the fireplace and she never let her mother know it existed. Um, She said that she got a piece. She said that 
she's got a piece of her that responds to him. And I didn't want that piece to be exploited again. Yeah, she does. She always responded. Mm-hmm. Even when she knew it was him. Sad. Sorry, my husband's. Thank you. My husband's at the door saying, we got you some food, Sherry. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. Hi. 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 <laughs> okay. So the timing of this letter was awful. Um, Molly, who had struggled with the devastating reality that the man she had always viewed as a father figure was a prolific serial killer, she finally had her life on track, and she was going to community college and stuff when the final letter arrived. She said, quote, I had moved back home with my mom, and I was doing rather well for the first time since this all transpired, and I came home from school one day, and there was a letter from the jail, and it wasn't addressed to me, but I opened it anyway. So it was really hard. Now, I thought that her mother didn't know about the letter until the show on, was it Netflix or Amazon Prime, something like that, Falling for a Killer. Um, But she actually knew not long after that. She found out about it. Uh, So after he was executed in 1989, one of his attorneys called Elizabeth to tell her that Bundy wanted her to know that he loved her and Molly. He also wanted to know why she never responded to his last letter. So Molly could tell that she was really hurt by because she felt robbed of that last interaction. But she said, I'm not sorry. Right. Go girl. And uh, she said, I'm not sorry at all. And I'm especially not sorry that he went to his death wondering why she never wrote back. Yep. I I like that. Yeah. I liked Molly. But it's a shame the mother felt robbed. I mean, Molly, you know, kids, kids will take care of business if they need to, especially if their childhood's jacked with or their mom's parents jacked with. Oh, well. Some go a little overboard. But, but you got to get over it. We won't mention names. Because you're an adult. Right. An older adult who needs to just get over it. I don't know how I went through life. So, you know, to me, that that fascinated me, too, that she felt robbed. I'm like, the guy's a sicko, you know, and she felt robbed of that. So, But anyway, um, Molly did say that she struggled the most over Bundy's last victim, little Kimberly Leach, because she was 12. And at the time he murdered her, it, she was close to Molly's age. And you could tell it really bothered her. I think out of everything, that was the worst part. Now, yeah. as stated, I don't believe Bundy started killing until uh, in 1974. We're not going to know for sure, but we're about to dive into um, what I believe is his actual first murder. Dun, dun, dun. That's what she's like, pause for effect. Right. 